today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Jim Diodati, who is the mayor of the city of Niagara Falls, who joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Uh, Mr. Mayor, good to talk with you again. Uh, hope you're doing well these days. Yeah, doing well. Thanks for having me on your show, Bill. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this announcement. Not the first time, uh, Mr. Mayor, that, that a, a provincial government has said, you know, maybe we've had enough of this regional government thing, and maybe, you know, these communities should be on their own. Independence, I think, is what uh, the Premier said about this. Uh, I, did this announcement catch you off guard, or did you see this coming? No, I, I saw it coming. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm glad that they're making changes. Uh, certainly, <clears throat> there's, there's arguments to be made on both sides. But one part I can tell you, in my experience here in Niagara, we have an awful lot of politicians. For 450,000 people, we have 126 municipal politicians. And compare that up the highway to, to Hamilton, where there's 150,000 more people. And rather than 126, they do it with 16 politicians in Toronto does it with 26. So I think it's a matter of not just saving money, but too many cooks in the kitchen. We just are heavily governed, lots of politicians, and won't make me popular with some of my fellow politicians. But I mean, that could mean I'm wishing away my own position. And so be it, because I really believe we've got way too many politicians in Niagara. And I think it's time that we have a good close look at how we can streamline, make it much more efficient. Uh, and, and that's one of the selling points. I, I mean, I was on the other side of the coin way back in my municipal politics days. It was amalgamation, not not deconstruction. Uh, and we were told the same thing. You know, it, it, we, we had, I can't remember, it was 65 politicians or something. And now we're down, as you said, in 16 in, in the city of Hamilton. Uh, but what they don't tell you about until you actually go through it is what this does to, to staffing. Uh, because there's going to be some, dis- it's, it's, I know they, the analogy they usually use here, Jim, is it's like a divorce. Who gets what? How divide up the assets and who's going to pay for what? Uh, and that could get tricky. It, it, you're absolutely right. And the best way to do a, a, a divorce is a separation agreement that both sides agree to is the best for everyone. And if you're really focused on the future and the residents, just like, you know, I think parents would, should be focused on the kids, not themselves. You'll make good decisions and, and one of the big challenges we're having in municipalities right now, and this is right across the country, is we're cannibalizing, uh, chasing staff. We're, you know, the, the, rage, the wages are going up higher. It's, it's a real challenge to get staff. And we've got huge housing targets, which we must hit, especially with our very, very high immigration numbers. We have to get ahead of the housing situation. It's a crisis right now. It's become critical for whether you're low income or higher first-time homeowners, it's going to be a serious challenge. My kids, I don't know how they're going to ever afford their own home, and it's becoming a dream that a lot of people are, are wondering how it's ever going to happen. So we need to build more, and right now we're challenged by getting enough staff, whether it's chief building officials, planning staff. It's a huge challenge right now. So we definitely need to look at ways to streamline. Uh, right now there's an awful lot of challenges, so I think it's a good time to look at this, to hit the reset have a better model going forward. I think the model that got us here, it's been fine, but it's not going to be the model that's going to take us forward. There's, like I say, far far too many politicians, some duplication we need to eliminate, and some costs that can be removed as well if we're more efficient. Are you confident, though, that uh, there's going to be transition, as you mentioned, uh, that the government's going to be there, that they're going to have your back, they're going to be offering some assistance in some way, shape, or form? Well, you know, the conversation has been good, but you're right. Oh, the devil's in the details. 
and 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 Bill, you're exactly right. Like we'd want to have everything, and just like a separation agreement, you put everything on paper, and you itemize all of your assets and all of your liabilities, and you determine who's going to do what, right? Who's going to be taking the kids on what days? Everything has to be planned out before you execute. I think that's the key: good planning and then good execution. So. I mean, I'd rather have everything in writing and then say, yep, we can agree to that. Yes, we can agree to that. And then we move forward. We all agree. We're all rolling the boat t- together at the same time. And then we've got something that we can work rather than acrimoniously doing something and then we're fighting and, and then everybody suffers. But the division of assets, again, we're using all these terminologies from the from the legal you know, separation stuff. Uh, police services, for instance, uh, is there some flexibility, do you think, uh, for, for uh, the some of these things to remain on a, on a regional basis. In other words, a regional police force as opposed to Niagara Falls with one, St. Catharines with one, et cetera, et cetera. There, there could be still some, some financial advantages to maintaining that if you're allowed to. Yeah, I, and 100% I agree. I think something like that can be designed on a per capita basis and that we keep it the way it is right now because it's more, much more efficient having one regional police force. And there's a number of things like that, water, sewer, transit, police, ambulance, a lot of those make more sense being regionalized. And it can be done in in a number of ways. We can do it with boards, committees or commissions, but based and funded on on a per capita basis with the population in the region. I think those kind of things remain the same. It makes the most sense. Uh, and, and again, the, the, as you mentioned, the, the devil's going to be in the details in situations like that. So it, you'd be more comfortable with, I, I hate to you know put labels on everything, but almost like a hybrid model. Uh, you know, In other words, the community, the city of Princeton, in your case, Niagara Falls, would have autonomy, uh, but you'd be sharing regional services, uh, it, uh, which is kind of what you're doing right now. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I think that's a good way to do it because we do have a good relationship at, with our, between the municipalities and the regional government. And because it's good, it doesn't mean it functions the most efficient. There are better ways to do it, and we're becoming more efficient. I think we, we need to move the ball forward much quicker. And you're right. I think a hybrid model can work perfectly. I mean, it's not always a cookie cutter that works everywhere. Sometimes best practice is something of a hybrid model. And, and a made Niagara or a made in wherever model, Peel or, or Halton or whatever area. And I think that's why when you get input and then finally someone needs to make a decision. So measure twice, cut once, but someone needs to cut. This come here, go away thing. I mean, five years ago, we had the discussions and then nothing came out of it. Yeah. And now we're having the discussions clearly from Peel, something came out of it. And we know that more than likely the other five regions are going to deal with some form of amalgamation. So right now we're waiting to hear when the facilitators are going to be appointed, and I'm sure they're going to meet with all of us, listen to our ideas, and hopefully come up with something that serves everybody for best practices. And like you say, I think it could end up being a hybrid model. It's going to be interesting to see how this... Good luck with this, and thanks, Jim, for spending some time with us today. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.